This is a call to those who want incredible success, but do not necessarily want to get filthy rich. You want to help others, be purposeful, and enjoy all life has to offer. Welcome to the Inbound Marketing Revolution. This is Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. Welcome to another episode of Dial of Inbound. This is Ian Garlic, and on this podcast, we've got an amazing tactics uh, expert on the a very important topic, a high important topic, especially in inbound marketing conversion. Uh, he's the best selling author author of Conversion Fanatic, and happens to work at a website called conversionfanatics.com for a, a team doing the exact same thing. Justin Christensen, thanks for being on the Dial of Inbound. How are you doing today? Hey, not too bad. Thanks, Ian, for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, I love the topic of conversion. Um, you know, and I think probably one of the biggest things to start out with is how do you define conversion? Okay, well, a conversion is essentially a desired action that you want somebody to take um, on your site. It could be as simple as clicking a button. It could be as complex as filling out a big, long form or making a purchase. It's really an action that you want achieved by the visitors on your website. And it all starts all the way back to the type of traffic and the ads and stuff you're you're sending people. Awesome. And how did you get involved in becoming a conversion fanatic? Well, um, I've been doing this whole digital marketing thing for I'm coming up on 14 years now. So been around a little while and I had a, I'd always just been, you know, and just intrigued, I guess you could say by what makes people do what they do. Um, the psychology behind marketing and figuring out what makes people do certain things on site. And it always led me back to split testing. So in one case, I was always doing split testing throughout my entire career. And I, in my previous company, we had an information marketing company and I was publishing information in our monthly newsletter about split test results. And people kind of started to know me for optimization and, you know, the, the tactical side of the implementation and, after I sold that company, I basically came out of demand. Everybody was asking me, like, they know they should be split testing, but they just don't know how or just don't have the time to do it. So I kept getting asked all the time about helping with implementation and driving that out. And then uh, we ended up forming conversion fanatics based on out of that. And what you know over the years, what are what's some of the biggest success stories, your favorite success stories that you've seen out of uh, working on conversion optimization? Oh, we see stuff daily <laughs> um, and weekly. It's pretty cool to see all of those changes. But one of our biggest improvement cases was we helped a company go sixteen hundred and fifty percent growth in their customers in about ten months. Wow. And customers. Customers, yeah. We, when they came to us, they were getting about 30 customers a day. Um, and we, at our peak, were getting about 700. Wow. That's amazing. And, and is that with any increase in traffic or is that just purely conversion optimization? 
Um, it was increasing traffic. We had to scale the traffic from there, but we were able to cut their acquisition costs down by like 80%. Wow. And, and then in turn, we were able to really pour the fuel on the fire from the traffic side as well as the on-site side um, to scale them up. Yeah, they went from, I think, and these were monthly recurring customers too. So wow. we went from... I think they from about eight thousand to over twenty two thousand. And um, you know when you get started in conversion, and what are the biggest? What do you see as people's biggest misconceptions when they first come to you and say, "You know what? I want my website to convert better. I want my funnel to convert better." Where where do you think people? Where is their mindset off? Uh, Their mindset is off that it's instant. They think that they're going to hit home runs all the time. And they don't understand that optimization is a process. It's not just picking 10 things on your site to test, you know, like, oh, maybe I should change the button from green to orange, or maybe I should change the headline instead of making it an actual process as to why you're testing that thing. And then learning from that to set yourself up for bigger wins down the road, you know, so you're, you're constantly optimization is learning about your visitors. It isn't just learning what button color works better. Um, it's understanding the behaviors of your visitors so you can help take them from point A to point B with the least amount of resistance as possible to get more of those desired actions you're looking to take. I love that. That's such a great phrase. Optimization is learning about your, your, your viewers, your users. And it's so true. You know, especially like people talk about search engine optimization. I've always told them that it's <laughs> it's, it's learning what they want to know, right? Yep. And and um and that that's a great mindset. And how do you get people to realize that? Because it's obviously they want there and they want you to get in there, do two tweaks and double double everything. How do you get them? What are some things that you do to train your customers to understand that? Well, we start by the time frame in which we work initially. Um, we always tell people, give us 120 days um, to start. Um, they expect it to be overnight, but it's not. It takes time. So we just set it, preframe it from that standpoint in that we need 120 days, not two months. We need four months um, because what we do in that last two months could make up for any losing variations or losing tests that we get in the first two months. So it's it's all about just that progress that progress every single day of continuous improvement. And once we kind of get them to understand that, and most of the companies that are larger um, understand that things take time. Um, it's the the younger companies, the solopreneur type companies that just want instant change and d- don't embrace the process. They might not have operating procedures and things in place in their business that most of the larger companies understand. Um, so it's just really understanding that. And we just try to frame it from a, a place of time um, and that it is a process. So we just start start kind of at the initial conversations that they, they understand that it's going to take a little bit of time. And you hit on a big thing there with marketing and process. And we've been talking a lot about it in small, you know, working with small businesses, it's tough for any type of vendor, especially ones though that provide a longer term service in marketing because the smaller businesses want short term results. They want fast results. And for some, some of them, they need it because mm-hmm. to keep the doors open, but some of them just want it. And have you seen any small businesses 
like you talk about that usually would fit in that category, succeed um, in having the right mindset and also succeed with you and being able to last a long time? And, and what and if you have, what traits have you seen in those people? Um, I mean, there's always a sense of urgency in business. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's always going to be that sense of urgency. And there we typically will find the highest leverage points first. Um, to help them get the the big wins. Sometimes it's just so blatantly obvious on the things they need to change um, <laughs> that you can get the quick wins out of the way and then work the rest of the time on the actual process. But yeah, I mean, there are some in terms of traits. Um, I mean, I don't know if I can really narrow it down to a specific trait that these smaller companies have other than, you know, just they all need results, but <laughs> and patience, I guess having, yeah, patience I mean, is- that's, that's what it comes down to. And that's one of my biggest downfalls is I don't have a lot of patience. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's definitely interesting there, but traits, I mean, yeah, it, it, it is, it just comes down to patience is, is the, the lasting effect. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I love that you've, you've written this best-selling book. Um, if someone's going out there and hiring someone like yourself, what other, you know, what should they be looking for in, in finding someone like Conversion Fanatics and in, in hiring them and, and vetting a company like yours so that they can have patience? Um, well, we provide the majority of the heavy lifting. So they don't need to have the extra bandwidth and put more con- more restraints on their additional team. So if you're going to vet somebody, make sure that they have the expertise to actually implement their ideas um, rather than just give you some ideas because I can go around and give you ideas all day long. <laughs> um, it's whether the execution is where it comes into play is the biggest biggest portion of it. And then the other thing is communication. Um, making sure that they have prompt communication and they are staying on top of things. You know, we hear horror stories all the time where you hire an, an agency to come and help and you don't hear from them for two weeks. And then they give you a few ideas on a phone call and then you don't hear from them for two weeks. You need to have more communication on there because things change daily and you have to really monitor that and make sure that your vendor that you're leveraging is monitoring it so you don't have to. Awesome. Awesome. And so given that communication, then you you have patience. But if I want to get started and do it myself, is I mean, I guess reading your book is the first place, but where, where's the first place, you know, if you, if I were before I even got into the book and I was like, I need to make my website work better. Uh, where, where do you usually find is the, the, the quickest win for most people? Well, it varies from company to company, but first you want to look at your data. Um, you want to look at your analytics. You want to install some heat maps, some click maps, like, you know, tools like Crazy Egg or Hotjar or something like that to get a better understanding of what people are paying attention to on your site, where they're falling off. Um, you're going to identify your visitors are your biggest catalyst to understand what's going on your site. You and I can assume all day long what's going to work or what isn't. But at the end of the day, it's what your visitors want. So looking at your data your analytics, finding those where visitors are going, where they're falling off, and just identifying some of those key problem areas. Maybe it could be that it's your landing page that's the problem. Maybe it could be your checkout page that's the problem. Um, and it, it varies from company to company, but you want to find those highest leverage points first 
and maybe you find out that 50% of the, or 60% of the people that come to your checkout page bounce. Um, so you have an abandoned cart issue. Maybe you want to fix things there first um, to, to kind of pick things up and then you can kind of work your way backwards from there. Okay. Awesome. That's great advice. And let's say, um, you know, and I want to talk a little bit about tactics too, but on a bigger standpoint, branding versus conversion, you know, getting people to look at you a lot and and read your story, especially if you have like a longer sale uh, uh, item, how do you balance out those two things? Well, there's always going to be some, if, if you're a legitimate company, there's always going to be some form of branding involved and them knowing. And thanks to things like retargeting and, and things like that, you can bring it back um, to keep you at the top of mind. But we've seen companies so many times that just focus strictly on branding that don't get any sales coming in the door or get very little. Um, when they're very branding heavy focused, it's it makes it a lot more difficult to get those desired actions that you're looking for because they don't want to use the techniques and strategies to lead people down to the sale. Um, rather they would just, they're worried about, you know, how great their company looks instead of, I mean, and I'm not saying that from like a review perspective where we're going to go out and get a bunch of negative reviews because of the tactics we're using. But, um, it's, it's more that you should have more of a, of a direct response driven kind of um, methodology. If you want to get results coming in the door, especially if you're spending on money on advertising, we don't all, all have the luxury of a Coca-Cola budget, mm-hmm. you know, to go out and place for branding purposes where everybody knows Coca-Cola or everybody knows Apple. Um, we don't all have that, that brand integrity to stand on. Whereas we need to kind of back that up with some marketing tactics. So I think conversion is, more overlooked than it probably should be. Gotcha. And that, that's such a good point. Um, and, I, you know, in my opinion, and, and maybe, um, and I want to put words in my mouth, but is that really until you reach that point where you're a larger business, it should be the first time you're really spending a lot of time thinking about branding, getting the sales in the door, worry about conversion because people just don't remember brands anymore. You agree with that? You know, maybe like your season two, season three of your business. Yeah, I mean, we're in such a noisy digital world right now that it's hard to remember. I mean, I see cool companies all the time and it's like, well, I don't remember what they're called, but I remember what their product is. Um, You know, so, yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that people don't necessarily remember those brands as much as they they used to. They and getting more customers in the door will help build your brand. (laughs) <laughs> that's such a great point uh, and i see it a lot especially in professional services where they're worried so much about their name and their brand that they're not worried about getting people through the door and it and it, it kills businesses uh, yeah they're so worried about how they look rather than selling people i i hear it all the time it's like well i don't want to email my customers because branding you know it's like well do you want money or do you not (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you're in austin so you know you know a digital marketer and and uh you know we work with ryan and and we've and i've suggested a lot of people's his stuff to people and people are like well he emails people a lot and i don't want to email people all the time i'm like yeah but look at his results (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> do you want friends or do you want a business? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing is you you, you got to get revenue somehow. And yeah. if you're not marketing your business and as a result, I mean, because he's able to market so hard and he does it very strategically. I mean, they're a whole smart group of people over there. Yeah. And they do it for a reason. They test everything. And as a result, people know their brand. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just got, and, but it, what's amazing to me too is it's even so few businesses still don't know who they are. And, yeah. <laughs> and in our world, it's a big company. But, you know, yeah. same thing with Gary Vaynerchuk. I, you know, I've talked a lot about him lately. And so few people outside of the marketing world still know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, which is amazing to me. I feel like he's ubiquitous right now, especially. Yeah, um, I, I can't get away from the guy. um but that's great branding you know Uh we're talking about them right now Um, so staying on top of the latest conversion tactics obviously you have to be looking outside of yourself how do you stay on top of the latest conversion tactics well lucky for us is we get to work with a lot of companies so in a lot of different niches so we're able to see a lot of different things at any given time and what it usually boils down to, I mean, is a lot of people think about the latest, greatest tactics and everything like that. Um, but it all ever boils down to is just the basics. I mean, what worked 10 years ago, basically, as far as how to deliver a marketing message still works. But it's just how you position that. And it's gotten easier, of course. And there's different nuances of the different types of tactics but it all comes down to just the basics, and it I, I don't ever really see that changing. I mean, the, the landscape changes a little bit, but the delivery method um, and the type of message area hasn't really changed much in my entire career. I mean, it's always just came down to the, the core principles. And, and by those core principles, what do you mean? Well, I mean, it's uh, leading with good, solid, benefit-driven content. Um, you know, benefit driven bullets, you know, breaking things up into bite sized pieces because people don't read online. They tend to skim. I mean, even the long form sales letters, people don't really read them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's backing things up with proof because nobody wants to be first. It's holding the visitor by the hand, um, and taking them and telling them what the next step is instead of just assuming that people know what that they need to fill out the form. Uh, or you know, click the button. Um, it's it's just boils down to just breaking it down into simple, actionable steps, one at a time, getting those micro commitments down to the end goal that you're looking to achieve. I love that idea of micro commitments too, and that's so important. It's, and that simple little step by step, um, and, and it's great because it, it's getting people to know, like, and trust you, and guiding mm-hmm. them through that process. Uh, that that's fantastic and keeping that same strategy. And then you, you probably just got little tweaks here and there that you add on. Um, you know, I love that your website's long form and websites are going for long form. And like you said, small bites in all of your conversion time. And I'm going to talk a little more deep level tactics. Now, have you seen anything where the, the old school above the fold mentality is still working? Um, Yeah. I mean, a lot of things, I kind of break it down into two buckets. And one of the first things that I always tell people is to maximize above the fold of the page. 
um, always, because particularly on desktop, because we're not used to scrolling as much on desktop as we are on mobile. Mm-hmm. In a mobile world, we're easy. We flip our thumb on our phone and boom, we're at the bottom of a page. Um, so it's we're used to scrolling on that sense. So you just really have to pay attention to where your visitors are coming from and how they're seeing your site um, and how they're interacting with your site. I mean, I still think that um, because of our attention spans online, you know, there's studies shown that you have less than three seconds online. And I think it's only getting worse to capture the attention. So I like to use the monitor test where you pull up a website, look at it for five to 10 seconds and then turn off the monitor and then see if you can remember what that site was about or what they were exactly trying to get you to do. Um, and if you can maximize that, then you're going to have better results. Fantastic. That's a great, great tactic. Um, and so we forget about so, so many times, especially when you get into a branding mentality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. People automatically will know what I do. Everyone knows what we do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if it were only that easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to um, the types of businesses you've worked with, how do, how do you see conversion varying across industries? In terms of rate? No, well, not in terms of rate. I'm sorry, just in terms of of tactic. Uh, you know, like, is there any variation between working with a law firm versus working with a software company versus working with uh, a membership site? Um, not really. I mean, that's the thing is people will come to us and it's like, well, have you worked in this industry before? It's like sometimes the answer is no, and then it just comes back to the conversation. It's all mark. It's all it's all traffic and conversions at the end of the day. So it's getting people to your site and then getting them to take a desired action. That's it. Um, so the the concepts are generally the same with a little bit of changes. Obviously, you're going to treat a free trial membership different than you're going to treat you know, a full long-form lead generation tactic for a law firm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all, at the end of the day, it's just traffic and conversion. So the principles are generally the same. We apply the same tactics and principles to whether we're selling a supplement to whether we're selling information to a tangible good in an e-commerce store. It's, it's the, the tactics and the concepts are generally the same. That's great. And we so want, that's one of the things I've, I hear from a lot of my clients and other people that we have on my industry is different. My industry is different. I'm like, well, not really people decide, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, we pretty much have the same decision making process and we, we have emotional responses that we then back up with logic. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, that's the thing is every single business out there, your core product, it doesn't matter what you're selling is people. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're dealing with people at the end of the day and people buy for two reasons and that's to avoid pain or gain pleasure. And it doesn't fit whatever product WYSIWYG 2000 in there. If you can solve that problem with your product, that's all it's about. And it's tying that back into the psychology as to why people do it and giving them enough benefit and enough reason to take the next desired action that you want them to take. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and let's talk a little bit about the micro commitments because I think this is a big thing for people to remember because, I mean, I see so often that people want to go straight for the throat and, you know, and, and ask for the, the proposed marriage right off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how small, let's explain real quick what micro commitments are and then how small have you gotten the micro commitments down to when you're talking about optimization, conversion optimization? Well, I mean, the micro commitment can be really anything. I mean, you're getting them to commit by clicking on your ad. You're getting them to commit by clicking on a button, by answering a question, maybe in a survey, to buying a cheap, you know, barrier to entry product. That's a micro commitment in terms of that isn't the product you're really selling. That's just the product that they want. Um, and then you're then proceeding down to sell them the product that you actually want them to buy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've used it in many different scenarios. It, it's just really getting somebody further down that path to where you want them to go. And that's ultimately the exchange of money and, and the amount that you want <laughs> them to give you is essentially what it is. So, it's all those minor, those, those minuscule little steps, those, those micro commitments. And that's that are down the path to the end goal. So it could be clicking on a button, clicking on the ad, uh, filling out their email address and then filling out a longer form. Um, we've even broken it out where like we mentioned like law firms where you have a long form that you want, you're asking a bunch of information from somebody Whereas the most the normal person will see that and be like, oh, I don't want to give all this information just to get what I want and you know understand that that little information. So we have broken that out, taken those same exact questions and broken it out, ask one question at a time. The same ones, and we've seen up to an eleven hundred percent increase in conversions because it's just asking for one little thing at a time instead of asking for them to just give us everything right away before they can get the, the action that they want or the, the information that they want and they're in search of. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what, what we haven't really talked about um, Cialdini at all. And I'm, I'm sure you, you've read all of his books, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, he, it's that consistency that we're looking for trying to get people into consistency because once they do something, they've made a decision, right? To work yeah, with. it's they're in that mode of taking action once you get that first step. And I mean, I was lucky enough to have Ryan Levesque um, write the foreword to my book, and he talks about it in great detail in his book. Ask is all about finding out what people want before you give them something, <laughs> and <laughs> it's asking those little questions. You know, as simple as "Are you a man or a woman?" Getting them to commit to tell you something. And once they're in the process, it's no turning back at that point, at least for a large majority or a large percentage of those people. That's great. Uh, that, and that's so powerful. Now, you, you said um, we talked a little bit before the show and you had an awesome resource that you were willing to share with our listeners. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So we have what we call our 24-point conversion checklist. And it's it's covered in in detail in the book as well, but, um, it's just a PDF. It breaks down kind of the highest leverage points that we look at and that companies can look at and why it's important, um, for your optimization. It's just areas to look at, to start testing. Awesome. And, and where can they get that? 
Um, I'll just uh, give you a, a URL. I don't have the specific URL, okay. and you can just put it in the show notes, and they can okay. just download it directly. No opt-in, no, no nothing. That's very, very kind of you. That's awesome because everyone should be going through that checklist, um, especially if you're spending any money on traffic. Uh, oh, yeah. You should, be, <laughs> you should be looking at your conversion rate. That's fantastic. Justin, this has been awesome information. Um, conversionfanatics.com is where we can find you. And... Uh, maybe hire you to make our website and absolutely this powerhouse of conversion. Um, I have a few more questions. I always ask people at the end of the episode about themselves, um, just like mindset stuff. What, um, so you have your book, obviously conversion fanatic is your your book and probably your favorite book, but what's your other favorite business book? (laughs) Oh, I read a lot. Um, I read over 50 books last year. Nice. Um, so right now I'm reading built to sell. Mm. Um, is a good one. Um, one of the better ones that I've read in the last year was Playing to Win by um, A.G. Laffley. He's the former CEO and chairman of Procter & Gamble. Wow. Um, it was, a, it was a, probably one of the better, better business-related books that I've read in the last year. Um, nice. And yeah. I, I haven't read either of those, so those are going onto my list. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, yeah, no. and you know, we talk about mindset a lot mm-hmm. and, um, you know, when you talk about the mindset that people need to have coming in conversion, but also I'm always working on my mindset. What mindset are you personally working on right now to improve your business, improve your career? Well, I live by the philosophy that it's continuous improvement daily. So all I'm trying to do is beat my high score from yesterday. And one thing I work on really hard with my personal mindset is to try to find the positive or what went right in every situation, no matter how bad. Um, I learned from a mentor, a, you know, years ago, basically, that we only have one life, so it's live your best life daily. So I try not to dwell on the negative side of things and just really focus on any positive that I can get out of any single situation. That's great. That's such an important uh, ability. And it's an ability you have to hone, right? You have to work on that mm-hmm. all the time. It's not something that's just natural for you. It's no, constantly. It's a, it's a constant um, improvement cycle on that one. Especially, I imagine, because you're, I mean, your job kind of is to find what's wrong in things and make it better. So, yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know if I forget where I've read that, but it, a lot of attorneys and accountants, they, they their brains actually get rewired because they're always looking for problems and it, yeah. it affects their happiness. And that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's that's a great, great thing to do. Looking for the, the positive in every situation. Um, and as far as uh, quotes, what is there a quote you live by? I mean, it kind of sounded like you had one there, but um, or a favorite quote you have. Um, this, the continuous improvement daily one is the one I I look at every single day. Um, and then live your best life daily is the other one that I just mentioned. Um, but one of my quotes that I turn to for optimization is optimization is kind of like a video game, except for a high score. We make more money. That's great. And that's a great mentality to come into it. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. Justin, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, Everyone, make sure to go check out conversionfanatics.com and read Conversion Fanatic. 
and just become a conversion fanatic. (laughs) Justin, thanks a lot. Yeah, I appreciate it, Ian. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. And this has been Dial Inbound with Ian Garlic. And thanks for taking Justin and I on your journey to a better marketing and better mindset.